0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word podcast today. We are in Matthew chapter 17, and we're still looking at this account of the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hadn't really planned on spending this much time, but folks, there's so much here. There's so much here to think about and to glean over and to wonder about. And it's so good to check what it says in the Scripture about these things, you know, what it says in Matthew, what it says in Mark, what it says in Luke, and to get the total input from the Scripture to where we can see what's happening. You know, the Lord tells us over, and I think it's in one of the Proverbs or maybe a Psalm or something, that it's really the, uh, the glory of, to, to search out the matter that, the, that God is hidden. Okay? Sometimes He hides things like this. Hides them in plain sight. But then you search it out and you seek it out. And it's amazing what He reveals. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 17. We've looked at the first three verses. Let me read those again, then we'll look at the next verse. Six days later, Jesus took with Him Peter, and James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Now here's verse 4. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. (laughs) If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here. One for you and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. (laughs) Don't you just love Peter? Because Peter's sitting there going, man, Lord, you know, it's great that we are here. I mean, this is just crazy. This is wonderful. And you know what, God, if you won't, I will make three tabernacles here. I'll make a tabernacle for you, a tabernacle for Moses, and a tabernacle for Elijah. You know, I'm saying this not in a flippant manner, but... Just in the manner that Peter was, you know, he a foot-and-mouth disease, the impetuous one, the one that is like so many of us that we so readily relate to, right? I mean, but watch this. Let's go see what Mark says about this, and then particularly Luke. So in Mark, the ninth chapter, yeah, the ninth chapter, verse 5, it says this, Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi. Now, Matthew says, Lord. Peter says, Rabbi. That's Okay. Rabbi, or Mark says, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Okay, let us make three tabernacles. In other words, let let the three of us right here build three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Verse 6, for he did not know what to answer, for they became Terrified, <laughs> and I just want you to think on a couple of things, folks. This is so like us, and I, I think it's really a thing for us to, uh, to receive a foreshadow of a warning right here. Okay, mm-hmm. so Peter, James, and John see the Lord transfigured in all of his glory. And we're about to see something in Luke that you, you may not even know. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you read and just sort of read over and don't pay attention to, but it's so important. Okay, uh, they see this. And they are terrified. And Peter doesn't know how to answer. He doesn't know how to respond to this. He feels like he needs to say something. He feels like he needs to do something. He feels like he needs to acknowledge what's happening right here, what's occurring right here. So what does he do? He wants to build something. (laughs) Is that not like man? You see these type of instances all through uh, the Scripture where man feels like they have to build something. Whether it's, a, oh, let's build a tower unto the heavens. We feel like we have to build something. God moves and God does something marvelous and wonderful, and we feel like we have to do something. We feel like we have to build something. A lot of times in our background and our experiences, we feel like, I mean, this is literally how we come across. We feel like we have to build for God to show up. We feel like we have to build something for the people to come. You know, we, we adopt that old movie adage. I can't remember what movie, it the baseball movie. If you build it, they will come. You know, that kind of thing, particularly when it comes uh, to meeting structures. If we build a meeting structure, then people will, build impr- will be impressed and they will come that's the mindset of Peter. He didn't know what to say. He was he was terrified. He didn't know how to respond. And so, uh, uh uh "Hey, Lord, if it's okay with you, uh we'll build three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah." Now, listen to this. Over in Luke, um, let's see. I'm just going to start verse 29. And while Jesus was praying, The appearance of his face became different, and his clothing became white and gleaming. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elijah, who appearing in glory, see, they were glorified also, were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Verse 32, listen carefully. Now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep, but when they were fully awake, They saw his glory and the two men standing with him. You don't get that in the other two gospel accounts. They were overcome with sleep. Overcome with sleep? You know, one side of me, I'm sitting there thinking, how does all this go on and you fall asleep? (laughs) You know what's happening. Or is it the kind of thing that, remember, Jesus was praying. Luke's the one that tells us that that is praying, and that's when his appearance uh, changed. That's when Moses and Elijah appeared to him. And then the good old boys here, they finally wake up. Okay? You're going to find out later in the garden that when Jesus is praying, what do they do? They fall asleep. The same thing. So more than likely, the Lord was praying. As he's praying, they're just overcome with sleep. They fall asleep. When they're fully awake, they see Jesus in all his glory and the two men standing with him, verse 33. And as these were leaving him, so it says Elijah and Moses are starting to depart. As they start, Peter says to Jesus, Master. So he calls him Lord. He calls him Rabbi. He calls him Master. Okay, Master, it is good for us to be here. So he's acknowledging it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now listen to this, for he not realizing what he was saying. (laughs) Luke tells us that Peter didn't realize what he was saying. He's saying, hey, Master, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Not realizing what he was saying. What was he saying? Think about that for a moment. Not realizing. So he didn't have a realization. He didn't have an understanding. So he was saying something that he didn't know he was saying. What could that be? Well, I don't know. Probably a couple things. Probably the primary thing here is that he was equating Jesus to be equal with Moses and Elijah. We'll build a tabernacle for you. We'll build a tabernacle for Moses. We'll build a tabernacle for Elijah. They knew who Elijah was. They knew who Moses was. Peter had already declared, you're the Christ, you're the Son of the living God. They knew, okay, who he was. They thought. But here, Peter is equating Jesus with Moses and Elijah, or or equating Moses and Elijah with Jesus, probably a more grievous thing, but he didn't realize what he was saying. I I love that because it reminds me so of that passage you see in, um, in Acts where it says that God winked at our times of ignorance. See, he didn't realize what he was saying. He's just getting to see more and more about who Jesus really is. And what does Peter do? feels like he's got to do something. He's got to say something. He doesn't know. Uh, uh, I, I, God, this is so good that we're here, Lord. Uh, let us build a tabernacle unto you. Wait till you see what happens immediately after that. We'll see that next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and for your patience. I'll see you then.